Hello, you're listening to Recommendations from my Otaku Spouse, or Otaku Susume. I'm Wes. And I'm Jen. So let's get started. Hey, we are back. Wes and Jen here with another episode of Recommendations from my Otaku Spouse podcast, or Otaku Susume for short. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. And today we have jumped back into Japanese manga. I've recommended Rough by Arashi Mitsuru for Jen. And I recommended Otaku ni Koyo Muzukashi or Watakoi Love is Hard for Otaku by Fujita to Wes. Now, actually, when I recommended Watakoi, I recommended it like last year, probably. And it took us a little while to actually get around to it and by the time Wes actually started reading it the English was already out but we can talk about that later oh you don't want to talk about the fact that we are wotaku fufu ni susume and this is wotaku ni kwewa muzukashi and maybe we've stolen our name from somewhere well no because we're not wotafu although I think now we are wotafu because it's cute. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what the food is adorable. So it's great that Jen likes to point out that she's been trying to get me to read this for a year because I wonder how long I've been trying to get you to read Rough. I don't know. It's a mystery. Who knows these things? I don't know. You don't know. No one knows. What a shame. Let's carry on. I know these things because I've tried <laughs> to get you to read them. <laughs> I had fine. I've been recommending Rough forever. It's one of my favorite sports mangas by one of my favorite rom-com authors, Arachi Masuru. Um, if you're in the West, you probably only know him because of Cross Game, because it's the only thing of his that came out in the West. No, didn't Touch come out as well? No. The anime? No. Oh. I think Touch might have come out in Central South America, maybe, but not here, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you're a fan of his, or if you're a fan of Japanese sports manga, you probably know him because of things like Touch, H2, Slow Step, Cross Game, Katsu, Nine, just a million other sports manga and anime. Touch was recently getting a sequel called Mix. It's still coming out. Q&A came out briefly, although it's horrible and I don't recommend it. <laughs> Well, to be fair, okay, so you did recommend me his manga a long time ago. Actually, mm-hmm. I think probably even when we started dating mm-hmm. seven years ago. But I did, early on in our relationship, read Cross Game, which is by him. That is true. I think you read that when the anime was coming out, right? No, I've never seen the anime. I just I just read the manga because you recommended it to me. Well, the anime was coming out, so I recommended it and you read it. Ah, so I don't, yeah, I don't, no, but I did, not, I did not watch the anime. Actually, I think they did a really good job on the adaptation for that. Speaking of which, Ruff actually has a live action adaptation, which I have not watched. Oh, we should watch that and come back to it at some point. Yeah, okay. But it is a live action movie based off of an anime. Well, that based means off a manga. we're going to have to watch it with the real Japan guys. If you don't know, Real Japan is friends who are also part of Anibori's Creative. And they basically just watch terrible, terrible live action movies based on manga and anime. They're not all terrible. 90% of the time, they're really bad. I mean, Rikio was fun. I didn't watch that, actually. Yeah. Anyway, so back back to Wodafu. <laughs> So you have read one of his manga before, you read Cross yes. Game, and now you've read Rough. Yes. What'd you think? Well, first I want to say that unfortunately Rough is not out officially in English. That is true. It um, had like seven different releases in Japan though. It did. Not that it's popular or anything. But okay, so I do have to wonder if this will actually get published in English or if it's kind of the ship has sailed because this was originally published in 1994, which was... When, no way, I can't math. 14 years ago. Wow, you really can't math. <laughs> Try 24 years ago. Wait, oh, I was right 24 years ago. We're not editing this out. Anyway. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's 24 years old. It is not like modern day sports manga. And I think that's very typical of his style. Even his modern, his most recent work mix, it's pretty slow. Well, I think it's, I think that's a good way to describe it is their slow burning stories. Yeah, I think when you look at the one that did make it over your cross game you'll find a lot of similarities oh yeah like he very similar to tezuko samu and what's his name no idea single face guy like like type oh, of... Matsumoto? yeah yeah yes um, yeah yeah but like they have very distinct styles and oh, like, art styles art styles yeah, yeah and and their characters kind of look the same they don't create a variety of characters they all have very similar features and faces I mean, and characteristics just because there's a running gag that when presented with his own main characters even adachi mitsuru couldn't tell you what series they were from doesn't mean they all have the same face that did happen yes it was on a tv <laughs> special <laughs> So I wonder if that might also be one reason why they haven't published more than one in the West is because once you've read one, you've read them all. Oh, no, there's a lot of differences. There are, there are a lot of differences. I mean, there's a lot of differences. <laughs> For one thing, 
this is swimming. This is okay. So I guess we should say what Ruff is about because Ruff is about swimming and most of his other manga is about baseball. He has a really good one about boxing too. Katsu is really good, but I'm getting off the subject. <laughs> so yeah. Not that I'm a fan or anything. I couldn't tell. <laughs> but yeah, no, this one is about swimming. So it's about two kids of Japanese confectionery stores and the main character, Keisuke Yamato, is a swimmer. I guess he, at first he's not really trying to do anything with his swimming. He just likes swimming, but he's in the club because his, his train is always telling him to train but he's always like mm, or I could not he's a little burned out yeah because I mean he, he, all through middle school he was really really good but he decided he wasn't going to reach like Olympic level so he wanted to change from freestyle because he only swims free but I'm sure, <laughs> to uh, what is it the breaststroke I think it is or the butterfly one of the two at the start of the series and his coach who pretty much scouted him for the school on a sports scholarship said why on earth would you do that your freestyle is amazing but I only swim free no it's not that angsty actually it really is not that angsty um, um, but I'll get onto that in a sec. But anyway, so Keisuke meets this... Is she a new girl in school? Yeah, she's a new they're girl both in new school. Girls. They're both freshmen. Oh, yeah. They're both new girls. They're both new students. <laughs> so he meets Ami Ninomiya. Sort of, they don't realize till a little later on that they're childhood friends, but he doesn't realize it because she comes up to him and she says, like, just says murderer and walks away. And he's like, what? What, what did I do to her? And like, he's constantly worrying about it and she's a diver. So she's always around the swing pool anyway because she's in the diving club what you mean murder isn't a common way to greet people no none generally no not even in japan oh i've got some apologies to make yeah i think you do <laughs> So um so yeah she calls him a murderer and he has to work out why why does she hate him and it, that's just a very typical trope in romances oh this character hates this character for some reason or another and but in the end they work it out but how they work it out in this manga is as I said it's a very slow burn so it has a really good pace to it it's not immediately resolved but it's also not resolved in one go so like it takes a, a little while in a couple of interactions for the characters to start liking each other and to start talking to each other and even then by like volume six they're still not they're friends and they like each other but they're not going to admit it or anything because it's not like they like each other by but volume six we have the uh shonen sunday wide bond release originally i think this thing came out in 12 volumes oh okay fair enough so um it's yes. the end of the story yes but it's it's not that there's because a thing that just so annoys me about a lot of modern romance manga is they set up a situation and then it persists through either resets or stupid misunderstandings yeah. and we do i mean admit the first the idea the thing that where she comes up and calls him murder yes that's a misunderstanding but it's not it wasn't in their control until they met and now that they've met they work through it so it's not like you, they just yes. keep persisting through stupid reasons no it does like things get resolved they get resolved slowly but they don't like it's not a constant cliffhanger actually i lie um at the end of each chapter they're pretty much it's a cliffhanger but when the next chapter starts it's often like actually not a cliffhanger and you're like oh it kind of hints at this one thing but then you start the next chapter you're like oh actually that wasn't that dramatic at all haha <laughs> isn't that hilarious yeah i mean it's it's a manga so it came out i actually don't know if this was a weekly or monthly shonen sunday is guessing so i guess that would be monthly shonen sunday maybe i don't remember or it could be weekly shonen sunday so but i when, don't know when if it it's monthly it came out monthly if it's weekly it came out every week but <laughs> 24 years ago when it came out you know, it's, it's still a common thing that you see in manga where they have minor cliffhangers at the end of chapters just to make sure you're going to buy the next one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, some interesting things I noticed about this manga was there are no inner monologues. Are there not? No, there are no inner monologues. Every text is spoken. Yeah, I guess he doesn't do inner monologues that often. No, he doesn't have any characters thinking. So what I love about it is even though his art style is the same as pretty much everything he does, you can tell what characters are thinking based on their expressions and based on their body language. But it's all still very Japanese, so it's incredibly subtle body language and facial expressions and how they're interacting with the world around them. And I, I really, really really like that about this oh i love his art it's one of the reasons that i started reading him so frequently i mean as i said before i've read tons of his series when jen was saying earlier that he's got a case of the same face going on it's true if you pick up a new adachi mitsuru manga you'll know who the heroine and who the hero is by the end of the first chapter but that's not always a bad thing no because it not. means you don't get bogged down in that and it just lets you look for these more finer details but he has it's kind of a mix he's got a very almost simple art style mm. But because of that, again, you're not bogged down. And so it just lets you enjoy the characters in the story 
It's interesting you say he has a simple art style because I definitely think he does have more simple character design, but he does backgrounds a lot. And I think a lot of modern manga will have backgrounds to kind of set the scene, but then not as much later on. Like because this is a swimming manga, the characters are in the pool a lot. So you have a lot of the, the reflection on the water and, and they're walking around town and there's actually a lot of detail in the background. I, I just think it's really, really well done. It does have great detail in the world building that he does, um, both character wise and just actual world building with the drawings but I guess it's just more the fact that his pen strokes are very purposeful and few almost well it's because he's actually I guess which one is this like because he even by this point he'd written a lot of manga yeah I mean this was 94 he originally started working on other people kind of as an illustrator other writers before striking out on his own he'd been working easily since the 70s possibly the late 60s so you can see why he's got very purposeful strokes is because he knows what he's doing yeah and it's it's not that he kind of he did kind of find his groove and stick to it a bit but he definitely had to find that groove so if you go back to some of his older ones there's a definitely a learning curve in his art yeah you know what works works yes (laughs) that's another thing um speaking of art style is i liked how action is often not explicit you'll have characters doing stuff in scenes but often the i suppose quote-unquote camera will pan away from what the characters are doing and you will just see an SFX across the across a panel to kind of say what's happened but you can't see what happens it leaves a lot to your imagination on some crucial moments and yeah. he uses that like I said as cliffhangers and the next time you're like oh actually it wasn't a big deal that's pretty funny he does a lot in his baseball manga as well I know in the swimming one I think you'll have the bang of the gun somewhat off screen to start the race but then you won't see it until maybe the first turn or his baseball ones you'll see a pitch coming in and then there'll be the sound effect but you're going okay what, what's happened mm. and then he shows it later so it is it's kind of that little miniature suspense without needing to go full cliffhanger yeah and I, I definitely found that I because I mean the last manga you recommended to me Rookies mm-hmm. I still haven't finished it's um, <laughs> amazing no I do want to read it but it's there's just so many volumes whereas this was six volumes admittedly if it had been in its original manga form as you said it would have been about 12 but even then I found myself kind of storming through it because even though it was a slow burner it had enough in it to keep me wanting to read it yeah. which I really enjoyed like it wasn't it wasn't too fast it wasn't too slow it was baby bear's porridge yeah it was just right <laughs> yeah you were saying earlier basic story is romeo and juliet yeah it's what it is Ro- Ro- romeo and juliet if juliet's pissed off at romeo at first well there's a feud between the two families there's no reason for the kids to like each other and then it's how do you overcome that and so the basic premise has been told a million times it's just there's so many things you can do with that basic premise mm. i mean there have been gundam shows based on that premise there's, there's been, been everything, everything based on that based Paris. on that premise I know it's going to be Romeo and Juliet based on Romeo and Juliet you don't say <laughs> or Romeo x Juliet although not many people watch that it was great so one other thing I liked um, before I say what I didn't like dun 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 is the comedy. Adachi is incredibly good at breaking the fourth wall in really... I don't know how to describe it. It, Like, you're not not expecting it when he does break the fourth wall. He doesn't do it all the time, but he does it enough time that you're like, wait, what? Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Um, Like, one example is the... So they they live in split dormitories. Boys and girls separated for obvious reasons. And they have a tradition where a boy and a girl from each dormitory will go on a date. Like, randomly selected from every student in the dorm. Now, the students have the tradition. This isn't some school mandate. No, no, yeah. The students have the tradition because they're horny teenagers and... I don't know, it's funny. So one of the other student... One of the other male students gets... Like, wins the lottery. And one of the, the other female students wins the lottery the male student finds out who it is and notices that the female student is not that attractive so he gives his ticket to the like so he drops it on the ground and the protagonist KSK picks it up and he's like oh I guess I've won then the the female student in the other dorm gets a cold so oh no she can't go on the date so the main character Amy is like oh don't worry I've got this magical cure for you it'll be fine so she helps her cure her cold so she can go on this date with this mysterious boy from the from the other dorm dun, dun, dun. and then she breaks her leg yes so she's lying in bed with a broken leg and one of the other female students is like oh that's a shame that you're your cold was healed but then you like you fell up the stairs and you broke your leg I mean it's almost as if somebody is willing this to happen and she's like ah I wonder who it could be and this student goes ah I don't know and she puts a manga up on the shelf and it's touch 
touch, touch, coconut touch. <laughs> Just to kind of say, ah, oh, gee, I wonder who this this being could be that doesn't want you to go on this date, and instead wants the main character Ami to go on this date with this other main character. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> gee, I wonder who. <laughs> it, it definitely falls in some cliches, and the author likes to wink and nod at his own cliches. He's even in the manga a few times. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> He'll sometimes show up to apologize for delays or he, he oh. apologizes for uh, actually no, i think it was in might have been in this i don't in one of his manga he apologizes that oh i accidentally said this character was an only child at one point but he actually has a little sister, a little sister yeah. yeah that's in this one okay he actually does that twice where he pops on he says oh in volume da 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 in chapter da 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 i said this but actually this because story reasons yeah whoops <laughs> Which character was that? Um, it was the baseball player. He was described as an only child, and then he has a little sister who turns up to his baseball, his last baseball game, and it's like, oh my goodness, I get to see my little, my big brother doing his final baseball game ever. Was that in this one? Yeah, it was in this one. Okay. I because the they baseball. have the whole baseball subplot. Oh, I love the whole baseball subplot. And you can tell that Adachi likes writing baseball because those are some really well-done chapters. Well, uh, it, it could also be because you're biased because you like baseball. It's true. But it has a great line also when because uh, the whole thing's about swimming, which is a single sport. And so our main character goes up to the baseball player character and he goes, hey, if baseball was a single sport, you'd be in coaching every year. And the baseball player's like, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> It made me laugh. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed this entire manga. I was Good. laughing a lot. No, but yeah, his little breaks and gags, he, he'll use his manga to advertise the fact that the collected versions of his manga have gone on sale and just... Or special anniversary Shonen Sunday editions and that kind of thing. It makes me laugh. It's interesting because it's almost like a slice out of history. But I guess that's any manga really will have things from that time and then you're like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Oh, I mean, there's it's written in 94 and ignoring the fact that Japan technology-wise is the rest of the world you read through it and you see things that would never still happen mm, yeah i mean even even the little things like the shape of the soda cans that they're using or the fact that they're always having to go to pay phones or just general things like that it, you get used to it really quick reading it but it does kind of stick out the first time yeah so one thing i did not like is that i mean speaking of it being a product of its time is the blatant sexism <laughs> in what way like you have a lot of panty shots and you have a, the guys constantly creeping on the girls like in a really creepy way like i said when the male student like realizes the other female student going on the date is ugly and he's like nah this female student when she breaks her leg her pajamas say busu 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 all over it which means ugly 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 like to be like hey if you didn't realize already this girl's ugly look at how ugly she is and it's like you that's just that's not terrible why she ain't got no alibi ow (laughs) don't hit me with my own book I guess, though, my question back then, is that a product of its time or a product of its culture? Because you still see the same gag in modern manga. You do. And I think it's a mixture of both. And I think on the flip side is that you do get some of that towards the guys as well. Like, the six main male characters are all sports stars in their own sport. But there's a whole subplot going on where one of them, who's in track and field as a shot putter, has a crush on a girl. And she doesn't give him the time of day because he's heavy set yes. and not conventionally ha- handsome. And they have to do whole thing about it yes now they spend more time on him because he spends more time with the main character because he's in the male dorm and so you get more of the story and more of a resolution for him yes which is or nice. there's their senpai who who's constantly the butt of every joke who is just constantly being ragged on for the fact he's a coward the fact that he doesn't look good the fact that he's not that's strong most, that's mostly just because he's awkward he's trying really hard to be like top dog but he's just not because all of these main characters are really amazing true but, but they mean, also just don't care about him it's true i, I just feel like it's slightly different like there's constantly the guys being creepy like the feeling that all men are perverts and that's really unfair on the male characters as well i think you there are like you were saying there's some of the chapter ending cliffhangers Mm -hmm. where they're kind of set around that gag almost yeah and it does get some of our characters in trouble at times when they haven't done anything wrong but the expectations there again being mid-90s and especially for a gag manga yeah i think this is more of a cultural thing than a time thing actually adachi michiru is i i want to say close friends based on interviews and things that i've read with rumiko takahashi Uh, who you also don't like (laughs) <laughs> but if you look at 
Hey, saying also don't like makes me sound like I don't like well, Adachi, and I do like him. True, but I, mean, I don't like I mean, her I also manga. don't like for but... uh, the gag. No, I don't. I didn't mean the person, I guess. Oh, I okay. guess I worded it very poorly. But if you look at Ranma one half, it's kind of very similar yeah, gags. Yeah, it does. And I think that one's even more of a gag manga in the sense that it's just always looking for the punchline, whereas this one isn't, and usually his aren't. Mm. Um, so when you look at some of even more his adult and serious works like Slow Step or H2, you're going to start getting less of the gags since you'll get less of the things that you didn't like. H2 has almost none of it. Oh, that's good. Um, even things like Touch, actually, you go back and look at Touch or Cross Game and you get a, a lot less of it in there as well. I do I, I do have to say it's a different flavor of fan service compared to a lot of other manga like Soul Eater, for example, that has very different fan service compared to this. Yeah, I think and some I, of it I also, there, there is definitely... Uh, I mean, they're in a pool. So all the women in the pool area are always going to be wearing form-fitting swimsuits. Yes. They're not, except for, I think, the but like, there's, like, the one scene when they go to, like, a public pool where they might be wearing bikinis or something, but usually I think they're wearing one-pieces. Yeah. But even then, like, there are times when the character, when the male characters are, like, the camera, well, I think camera, um, like, ling- lingers on, like, the girls' butts or crutches. There is, definitely. And boobs, definitely. and it's, like, that's, like, ew. No, there is, and there's, like, there is, there, and there's whole bits where the people are like, oh, the main character is going to go off and try rhythmic gymnastics. Was that in this one? She no. Has, I thought she does, Amy, for one brief part, does rhythmic gymnastics in that. Does she? I might be confusing it with that. touch. But they run off and they look through the gym windows to be like, oh my goodness, what's going on here? So there, there definitely is some, like, lingering cameras and those types of things. But I'd be almost more tempted to call that more of a culture thing than a mm. time period thing. And oddly enough, I think it's gotten worse. Yeah. I mean, I think if you were to go pick up Jump Manga now and compare it, well, this wasn't Jump Manga, this was Shonen Sunday, but even still, if I you... I mean, Jump is aimed at young boys. True, but I think if you were to go pick up Manga now, you'd find creepier fan service yeah. than you're doing this. No, I definitely agree. Um, like, I guess I guess Hiram Manga is definitely more of a modern thing and the whole joke of, oh, I fell over, I fell over again, whoops, I'm grabbing your boobs. Is... Well, I, I was just saying Rama one half, which is like... Oh, oh. The godfather of Haram oh, whoops, manga. I oh, whoops, I fell over. <laughs> I mean, walking in randomly on someone in the bath is a staple of Ram one half. So that still exists. I just think that... Well, also, I think it almost comes down to art style in a way. Because mm. when you look at Ron Murray, you look at Ruff or his other works, they have that more simple art style I was saying. Yeah. And nowadays, when you do get etchy bits, people just want to put a ton of detail into it. Yes, definitely. Sometimes even if it's not that much detail in the rest of their work. So it stands out as a, I don't think my work could stand on its own, so here's some TNA to helps make sales. I think also there's a there's a case of a lot of modern manga car come from doujinshi backgrounds. They've drawn a lot of hentai and now they're not not a lot, but there are definitely some distinct ones where they've their art style is based on incredibly etchy, perverted scenes. Well I mean hundred percent look at Shoko Kekinosoma. Yeah. That guy came from a doujin background. Yep. He does amazing art. Yeah. And when a character is gonna have a food gasm you can see that background come through. Oh, yeah. And I'd known people who were somewhat turned off by the food gasms yeah. in that show or in that manga. Because, like, the first scene is that, and you're like, oh, wow, what am I reading? But then that... And it's it's great. I, it's, it's amazing. I really love Shoki No, I, I agree. I love Shoki Gekuno Soma as well. I, it's such a tricky thing, because I really do love these manga, and I love these etchy stories, like plus-sized elf. Mm-hmm. But I felt like because this wasn't an edgy manga when there was like random fan service, I was like, oh, okay. It, it felt to me like a product of its time or as you say, a product of its culture, which it is as well. Like, I think they come hand in hand. As we were saying, fan service seems to have evolved over time. Yeah. I mean, I just... So <laughs> like we, you just we, opened a page onto her taking a shower. <laughs> yeah, we've got the books right next to us. So I just grabbed what would be volume three in regular release, opened it up and it's showing the dorms and it wants to set... This is the evening. This is after training. So here's an outside shot of the dorms. Here's a shot of characters in the bath. Here's one of the characters who's not as conventionally attractive. And oops, a bucket of water goes over her, obscuring that image. So it is a running thing, especially through this manga. I don't remember it as much in some of his other ones. It, I mean, it doesn't help the work, but I don't think it detracts that much from it. No, and I do think it's funny, but I also, when I was reading it, felt bad laughing at it because I think it's, it's not something that you should laugh at. The whole ugly character bit. Complicated feelings, Wes. Like, I really, really, really love this manga, and I'm glad that I read it from start to finish. I am too. I think the whole fan service stuff was a negative for me, but it also didn't detract from my love of the whole entire piece. Yeah. As I'm continuing to flip through this after that one, oh, there's a 
shot of a cheerleader's panties during a baseball game. But that came also something like 100 pages later. So it's not something that you're going to be finding every chapter no. or constantly. Which Maybe is another... that was also the thing that jumped out at me is similar to the fourth wall breaking. Because it doesn't happen much, when it does happen, it sticks out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I noticed it. But when it's played as a joke, I've always been more accepting. Mm. If it's just, we need some TNA here for TNA reasons, I've been like, oh, that's kind of pointless. You don't need that. Especially when the rest of the work stands as well as it does. I mean, a common thing now that you'll see people talk about on anime forums is that when any sort of shonen aim series starts devolving into more and more tits and ass yeah. it's because they feel that there aren't enough sales and the author goes well nothing else to do but this i yeah. know there was a lot of comments made about yuragi sono yuna yeah know, i was just thinking as i where it thing. started off with a lot more story even though it had the tna and then it's just kind of devolved into now our main character got turned into a pair of panties. What character's gonna wear him? What kind of hijinks are we gonna get? And so in that situation, the whole thing's falling apart, and that's the type that you should start like questioning why you're still reading or drawing something. Yeah, but that's also unfortunate, the stuff that sells. As, as we both said, we both really like Elf Samuel Yasurari Night, plus size elf. Yeah. And that one is just a TNA gag manga. Not total nonstop action wrestling, tits and ass. <laughs> um, but it is it is entirely based around let's draw conventionally attractive characters yes put them into silly situations and not worry about any sort of deeper meaning or greater storyline well the interesting thing about um plus sized elf is that the main character doesn't tend to like have the gag of oops i fell on you oh no i'm not saying it's it's not that type no but it's like i mean i I don't know how to describe it it's like it's edgy but it's a different kind of edgy i mean it's still 100 percent a gag manga and yes no it's definitely a gag manga it it just it doesn't but it has really interesting characters and it has a really interesting world and i like that all the all the because the joke is that all of these characters are overweight but incredibly sexy i guess what i'd say is it's a harem manga without falling into harem tropes that is a good way to put which is what i prefer yeah because i've read the harem tropes dozens of times so when i see them now there's nothing new actually no i will take it back in yuragi sono unison he got turned into a kokeshi doll which i'd never seen before (laughs) that's new yeah so i mean there you go (laughs) one thing new in yuragi sono yuna great and i'm guessing when he got turned back he was poofed into like a girl's boobs or something I don't think he was. Okay. It was a part of a whole story arc where he gets kidnapped by a Tengu. I think that was also a little boring because the main character either doesn't do anything or he's like amazing no matter what and everyone falls in love with him. And that's a trope that I just find really boring. I agree. But going back to what I had said at the beginning, the beginning of the story when it was kind of a why does he know how to do all these things? Isn't he just a Gary Stew who knows everything? Oh. I really love the running gag that it's because he kept getting possessed by ghosts and he had to help them fulfill their last wish before they could move on. That was really funny. So, of course, it meant that it got dropped like 10 chapters in. Yeah. But we're not talking about Yuragi, so we're talking about rough. Yes. Um, We were. We were. (laughs) And we got off on a topic about culture, which I think is perfectly fine, because what is reading manga but sharing culture? Yes. I mean, it's great. Panty shots. That's the best culture. (laughs) Although, I guess if you're growing a culture down there, you should get that check. Ooh. So let's talk about Watakoi. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, um, just I, to finish off on that. Okay. You liked it? Yes, I did there like it. There were things that were questionable. Yes. Any other feelings about it? I mean, you, you'd read uh, Cross Game. Yes. And you mentioned there were some similarities there. Were there enough similarities that you wouldn't want to go read his other works? Because you said kind of once you see one character, you've seen them all. Yeah, once you see one character, but I think his stories are different. Uh, but the way he tells his stories are similar because it's it's like, again, I think I said the, the nice slow burn where it, it's an ongoing story and there's lots going on but it's not quickly resolved and it's just a nice pacing and I think that's good in all his manga and I think after reading this I'd probably have a break before I read another piece of his Mm, just to kind of have a palate cleansers in between I could see the break and actually what comment that I've heard about his works is that the first one that you've read will usually be your favorite (laughs) like Final Fantasy yeah, because there are a lot of similarities with him. Um, mm. I think one of the things that I also really liked about his work, though, is the slow burn doesn't mean that there's one thing that they're trying to get resolved. No. Like, you can watch like, the characters progress, and it's mm. not that, oh, Ami thinks that Keisuke is a murderer, and now we have to go through 12 volumes and, I don't know, 2,000 pages of manga to see what's happening there. You find out what's happening there really quick. Yeah. Because the characters aren't stupid. Uh, no, that that is one nice thing as well, is having not stupid characters. Yeah, and so it's not... it's. 
they're not sitting there puzzling over the same thing for 2,000 pages or whatever I just said. And you have multiple things going on at the same time. So Amy calls him a murderer, but then there's also like a side story with some of the other guys. Yeah. And there's lots of interactions and lots of little storylines happening all at the same time. Oh, well, there's I a like. whole baseball sub story we yeah. talked about, which is which could be a manga on its own. Oh, I guess one of the other freshmen is also a swimmer. One of the other freshmen was a karate practitioner who joins basketball, who joins swimming. There was the track and field one mm. and then him. So that's all six. The other ones, unless they kind of join the swimming area, don't get as much story. But even as said, the track and field mm. guy is a little sub story going on to draw reference to two other manga we've read this is definitely going more the Oremonogatari my love story where the characters progress and things change but it's still following the same story arc yes as opposed to Kimini Todoke where it's let's just keep resetting things anytime there's progress so that I don't have to think of anything new every time we talk about shoujo you're always like ah oh, Kimini Todoke I'm sorry uh, I, I can draw uh, an example so it's not like skip beat where it's, let's keep regressing every bit of progress so I don't have to think of anything new. Yeah. Oh, like Inuyasha, where let's keep resetting the story so I don't have to think about anything new. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I, do, <laughs> I, I like the fact that, I mean, they're high schoolers. I think the whole thing takes place over two years, maybe? I don't even think they get the third year by the end of it. Maybe you they know, do. I'm not entirely sure. They, they don't get... really focus on their school life that much. It's mostly yeah. the club and outside of school life. Yeah, they might get to third year, but even still, we're talking over a couple of years, and things get resolved, and new issues arise, and it's, it's life. It's how life happens. Yeah. It's set around the framework of swimming. And, and I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. Exactly. In both romance and swimming. Yes. And they tie them together really well. They do. So speaking of romance, I suggested a romance to you. Yes. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. <laughs> you suggested Wodakoi to me. And as you so rudely pointed out at the beginning, it took me a little while to get started. Well, I mean, as you rudely pointed out back to me, it took me even longer to get into rough. So there we go. <laughs> that seems unfair. Anyway. Wait, uh, what? How? <laughs> I was just deprecating myself. Good. Good. What? Let's keep it that way. What? <laughs> Don't point out my faults. Only point out your own. What? I'm faultless. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to Wodakoi. Um, I'm trying to build into something later in my Wodakoi review. Oh, okay. I see. Are you now? <laughs> yes, of course. So with Wodakoi, by the time I got around to it, as Janet said, both the American release had come out, which we didn't get till later, and both the, the, anime. the anime had come out. At least like half of the anime had come out when we started reading this. Probably. I don't know. I had kind of, I was a little bit off and on until, well, it was also, I prefer to read a book. Yeah. I like reading books push come to shove i'll read it all digitally but you give me a book and i'm much more likely to tear it through something like you were with rough so we've got the books for otakoi the animes come out mm -hmm. which is pretty much keeping me on a weekly schedule to watch it and then yeah i think that was the only anime we watched weekly that season probably so I'm watching the weekly anime release. Mm. I'm reading the manga. What drove me to the manga, and I say drove... Besides is, me? Yes. Uh, <laughs> is because things were missing in the anime. Yes. And so after watching the anime and things were missing and then reading the manga and seeing what was missing, I then went off and read the English release to see how it had been adapted. Mm. You're a translator. I'm a translator. I'm very interested not only in stories now, but especially adapted stories, how it's been adapted. Because there's so much intricacy with language that when something like Wodakoi comes out which can be very very multi-layered multi-faceted through language because the art is fantastic I mean, yes the uh, art is absolutely gorgeous yeah the Fujita has done amazing artwork I love the character designs I love the world that she's put them in the art is brilliant but the, the gags and all of those things come through the words the words on the page definitely because um, we should probably actually explain what, what Wotakoi is about for those who haven't watched the anime or heard of it well those are heretics uh, <laughs> that's heresy exactly they've committed treason and they should immediately go read it and or watch it and or both but probably read it for the reasons that i'm going to get to later wotakoi takes place in an office building more or less and you've got four main characters you've got two of them are already dating uh they were they've worked in the same building and they're dating and they're hanako and uh Kabakura. And so they've been dating for a little while. And then you've got Nifuji, who works with them. And then newcomer Narumi joins the company. And when Narumi comes in is being shown around by Hanako for her orientation, she passes Kabakura and Nifuji, who work in the same department in the hallway. And she sees him and goes, oh shoot, because she's, they're all otaku. They're all different styles of otaku, but they're all otaku. And she kind of almost got embarrassed out of her last job because it came out that she was otaku. She'd been dating a guy who she was working with. She'd been trying to hide it from him came out she was otaku he let it he broke up with her because of it he let it slip to the rest of the office she couldn't bear to see him anymore she left the job she's like nope not doing this anymore so she left and came to a new building so when she sees old middle school friend and well, old childhood friend not just middle mm, school yeah. uh nifuji 
She goes, shoot, he knows I'm otaku. I got to stop this before it gets out of hand. And he kind of looks at her and goes, oh, hey, great to see you. And she's like, great, I got to get away with it. And he goes, oh, by the way, you're going to Kamiket? She's like, oh, no, what have I done? Because Kamiket's the biggest Tojinshi fair in Tokyo, Mm -hmm. in Japan. But then it turns out they're all otaku. Yay! Yay. Hanako likes to do cross-dressing cosplay. Cross-play, yay! Kabakura likes... Manga. Yeah. He's a manga fiend. He's a manga fiend. And collects figures. And Nifuji plays video games like there's no tomorrow. Which there isn't. To the expense of his own health. Yay. And (laughs) Narumi plays video games, but also draws Dojin. So it's not that she's going to Kamiket, it's that she's going to be selling at Kamiket. She's a raging Fujoshi. Yeah, raging Fujoshi. So is Hanako in her own way. Like, they have interesting conversations about it. Yes, they do. (laughs) Uh, So that's your basic premise about him. But because you've got four otaku, and because this was written by someone who was releasing it on Pixiv, which Mm. kind of tells you what you should be looking for there. Oh, Pixiv is like the Japanese deviant art, but different. But except except for just random Lion King O.C is you're going to find otaku references everywhere. Oh, yeah, everywhere. DeviantArt is just Lion King OCs. Not not just, but okay. Hey, no, because... You type in any character name and you're going to find a Lion King OC of that character on the search page. But there's also originally original comics in DeviantArt, like um, Sejika's Sunstone was first published in DeviantArt. I suppose. So anyway, we're getting off topic. It's only a matter of time before he should start drawing Lion King. <laughs> no! DeviantArt is a virus. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you disagree with me, leave a note in the comments. If you agree with me, just rest feeling morally fulfilled that you're right and Chen's wrong. So Pixiv is basically Japanese deviantart. Chen's wrong. But so, but getting back to where I was so long ago, so much of the gag. I mean, there is definitely the art. I mean, there's going to be tons of just manga references throughout the art, all over the place. But then so much of it also comes through the writing. Yes. And more importantly, also, it's about relationships. This manga has otaku in it, is set around otaku things, but it's about relationships. But it's not just romantic relationships, but the relationships between the characters as friends. Yeah, it's friend relationships, it's romantic relationships, it's sibling relationships, it's how those relationships can change between friends and more or less. It's just, there's so much in there, and that story is told through words. So you look... And absolutely geeky references, which and are amazing. References. It's great. And so if you're listening, you're sitting there going, Wesley, why do you keep emphasizing words? Yeah, and why, we... Wes? And then... I don't get it. And then we go back to what I was complaining about at the beginning. Because I'm going to say right now as a disclaimer before anyone calls me out on it, I love Wodakoi. It is fantastic. When Volume 7 comes out, well, we'll be in Japan then. Yeah. And we'll be able to go get it and read it immediately. And the only trouble is going to be the knockdown drag out fight as to who gets to read it first. That's not going to be that difficult. Oh, yeah, you'll be at work. No, I'm going to steal it and take it to work. <laughs> Psh, like I'm not going to read it in the Mahjong parlor. Anyway, uh, we're getting off the subject. We're getting off the subject. Why did your knuckles say cobra? <laughs> <laughs> cobra bubbles. Have you ever killed anyone? <laughs> well, I mean, I am looking to join the Yakuza, but... Please don't. <laughs> okay. I won't tell you if I kill anyone, but if I have less pinkies than when I started, it, it's for something unrelated. We're getting off the subject. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Words. Words are important. And so, as I said at the beginning, I started watching Wodakoi. Actually, I read the beginning. Then I started watching it. Oh, we watched it together? Well, then we started watching it. And then I immediately went back to reading more of it because Mm. the anime was cutting out parts of scenes. Yeah. Not whole scenes. Like, we would just watch the start. We just watched the start of an anime today. And I was really confused because it changed lots of it compared to the manga. And there were bits that didn't need to be changed. It didn't save time. It didn't clarify anything in the story they just change things in Wodakoi they don't just change things they just remove bits from scenes and usually it's either the punchline or it's either the setup for a gag so you get a punchline but no setup which doesn't make sense yes that did happen a few times or yeah they don't remove the punchline they just remove the setup and a joke without a setup is, doesn't make any sense it doesn't work yeah it just doesn't work but then they also usually and I don't want to offend anyone out there but there were translation errors yeah and they weren't errors so much in that they just didn't explain as much as the Japanese would have and so you started missing what I felt were really important clues as the character relationships because the character relationship as we said is so important it's the driving force of this manga gags are great I love gags but I wouldn't keep reading this if it was only otaku gag if I wanted that I can go on any anime forum and shitpost I do have to say this is an incredible difficult manga and anime to translate because of the sheer volume of otaku references I mean to the point where 
where even the Japanese have Japanese fans have built websites that highlight the otaku references in the manga and then discuss it. And that's good. I mean, I, I can understand that that's very difficult, but I think that even if you don't get the joke, you need to, or even if you don't get the reference, you somehow need to convey the relationship that's going on. So we have, I said, there's four main characters, and I lied. There's two main characters who are Narumi and Ifuji, and then Kabakura and Hanako are supporting main characters. But I by say the main characters, but okay. By and large, I'm going to say that Narumi and Ifuji are your main, main characters. They're the relationship we're most focused on. And then another two characters come in later. So we have six characters, six named characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, like his co-workers name themselves. He just forgets their names. And then I forget their names because they're co-workers and I don't care about them. Their co-workers are literally named A, B, C, and then their boss is called D. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so there are six named characters. Yes. And but the main the main driving relationship is between Ifuji and Narumi. And they are childhood friends. And you know, I mean, for anyone who's seen manga and anime before, oh childhood best friends, also Nanajimi, yay, why, why? But they haven't seen each other in six seven years yeah well they went to different high schools they went to different universities she went off to a different job probably even longer than that probably looked like an eight-year gap and now they're back and they've decided to start going out and mild spoiler nifuji was carrying a torch for her the whole time kind of not expecting it to end if her go anywhere because he never expected to see her again but now that she's back here again he's like oh round two ding ding ready fight i'm gonna yeah. give it another shot the nice thing about it is that it's very subtle in the way that it's like these characters are perfect for each other. Yeah, but that that's what I'm and trying to get to. Is yeah. that <laughs> when Nifuji makes a joke to some weird obscure reference about a Japanese guy making fun of South Koreans on a Japanese game show, she's the only one who gets it. That happens in like chapter one. No spoilers. And in episode one. And in episode one. No spoilers. So he makes the gag to Kabakura. Yeah. Who is his supervisor. And Kabakura is like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Let's get back to work. And then later he makes the gag in an even more obscure way to Narumi. And she gets it immediately. Um, They go to hang out at his house. And he makes a joke about an old 80s or 90s beer advertisement. And again. Asahi. Super. Dry. And Narumi gets it instantly, like no pause. He says the Asahi Super and she immediately does the rolling dry. Just boom. Then later, the other friends come over for a sleepover and playing video games. And he tries to make the gag again because Kabakura is showing up with beer. And he goes, Asahi Super. He's like, I only like Kirin. Yeah, he's like, no, he's like, no, I don't have Asahi. This is uh, whatever it is, Suntory or something. I thought it was Kirin. Uh, I think it's Suntory Wheat. We have it here. We do. You look that up <laughs> while I keep talking. Okay. But it's just, it's things like that that show that these two just kind of connect on some way. You know, it's not just that they get each other's jokes, but it's that they look at situations somewhat the same way, which I think is very important. Both of those jokes were missed in the anime, and I'm uh, pretty sure both of them they were... They were in the anime, they just missed... They were not reflected in the translations. Yeah. Both of them were... M- not reflected in the American translation of the manga either. And to me, it's doing the characters a disservice when that's the driving part of the manga. So, I mean, I would still give massive thumbs up for people to go watch the anime and to go read Kodansha's release of what the comic of Wodakoi in America because I think they are that good. And if you don't know Japanese, that's going to be really the only way you're going to get it. But if you do know Japanese and you're willing to find and read slash fight through the Japanese release because it can be a pretty thick release. Not, 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 oh, I guess because it doesn't have any furigana if you do read Japanese, but on... Like, I, it's And it's dense. It has no reading for the it's kanji. Not, it's, not, it's not like a bunch of pages. Um, in fact, page-wise, it might be smaller than other releases. Uh, no. No, it has about the same number. It's just the pages are bigger. The pages are bigger. And also, it's just, it can be somewhat, as we're saying, because there's so many references and so many things to look at and get through. It can be just somewhat thick sometimes, but it's so worth it because you're going to get more out of it, I think, if you go through the Japanese. And I'm coming off sounding really elitist saying that, but hopefully <laughs> I've managed to make my point as to why I think that. Weeb. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm joking. I do think there's reasons for it. Yes, definitely. So what else did you like about this besides the relationships and the words and the jokes? Actually, I'm going to flip that and say one thing that I didn't like about it. Yeah, go. Which is also relating to relationships. Kabakura and Hanako can be the cutest couple you've ever seen, but there are also times when they have a really unhealthy relationship. Really yeah. unhealthy relationship. And a lot of that's coming out of the fact, again, it's a cultural thing. Um, when you look at the way that the two of them treat each other in public, it's bad news all around. That is actually a really good When you good look point. at how they treat each other in work, 
it's horrible. When you look at how they treat each other in restaurants, it's horrible. But as soon as you get them out of those public spaces, like when they're at Comicat, which is still public, but no one's ever going to rat you out for being there and you're not going to run into anyone you know. Or when you look at them hanging out at Nifuji's house or when you look at them in their own house, it's an adorable, cute relationship. But as soon as you put them in the public eye and you start getting those social pressures on them, it is a horrible, destructive relationship. And you can see that it affects both of them. It affects them both in very different ways. Mm. But they've, I mean, honestly, one of the two of them should probably quit their job and find a different one in a different office space because that would be a lot better for the relationship. But the way they are now, especially working in the same building, no bueno. That is a good point. I would agree with you on that. But I guess also that's the joke is that they are so similar in a way that they it clashes. Yeah, and it's... And- it, they are very similar. You, I mean, I love their flashbacks. When you look at the flashback to how they met, or what I don't even think it was how they met, but just kind of how they got together in high school. Yeah. With them both being respective club captains. It works because they're not in a relationship in high school. Mm. It's it's the captain of the boys' volleyball team and the captain of the girls' volleyball team, which gives them a chance for high key references, to <laughs> clash and kind of be like, a, you know, opposites attract type thing. But again, when you've then skipped 10 years or so, to them actually having a relationship as adults in the workforce, what goes from, oh, opposites attract in high school turns to something a lot almost darker. Because they have... I guess it doesn't help that he calls her ugly and she calls him an idiot in public. All the time. All the time. And and I get how that is not healthy, but I feel like it's also... I mean, going back to a whole project of culture is that Koyanagi is an unconventional female character like japanese woman in the way that she is very opinionated like in a good way and she knows what she wants she knows what she's doing to a point where actually other employees especially men are afraid of her which is not good but because of that kabukuro also knows that he can stand up to her and that creates a lot of public arguments and conflict i'm pretty sure kabukuro is also her supervisor yes he is which is also a problem but that he's a supervisor at work because of their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit sketchy. But that's also why they haven't come out in public about it. So they can get their jobs done even though they're the relationship. But I can see how what you mean by when you say it's not healthy in a relationship. Like if they, if they were a real life couple, it wouldn't end well. True. I guess it kind of goes to what we were just talking about with Ruff. And you just said kind of that's the joke. Playing an abusive relationship for a joke is can not healthy. feel skeevy sometimes. Yeah. And again, it's it's like the dark spot on something that I otherwise really, really like. And I guess there's a lot of times abusive relationships are played for jokes. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the plot of well, Family Guy in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. Or... Um, well, I guess not abusive because abusive implies that they're either physically or psychologically damaging each other. And I know... There's an entire chapter where she runs out of a restaurant in tears because it goes too far. I mean, that's psychologically abusive you can see how it reflects both characters and i i really really like the manga i just it does feel weird at times i mean they make up and everything but you're still kind of going you shouldn't have to make up so often because of things like this yeah it just and they have really cute moments too yeah and as i said it's every time they get out of the social view that they're fine it actually kind of reminds me of an ex-co-worker of mine who she's Japanese and she's married to an American who I met once and I am not a fan of him. But from conversations with her, it sounds like the two of them have a lot of arguments. Mm. And I do wonder if if maybe, as you said, that is, as I kind of slightly mentioned before, that's a product of culture where it's like, it's expected that you will have arguments with the person that you're in a relationship with, which is not healthy. Like, as you were saying, it's not a healthy attitude to take into a relationship and it's not healthy to have so many arguments all the time. But I also feel like I wonder if that is because it's an epidemic in Japan, because that's the way it's always been. It's the way other people around you are. If they were having the arguments when it wasn't in social view, I would say it's even worse. The fact yeah. that they're not. And I mean, I'm not going to excuse it by saying it's cultural. No, no, no. I don't think it's excusable, but I'm just saying like... Like I think I can see the the cultural background to why this these characters are here and where they've come from. 
Yeah. Similar to the, as you were saying, with the panties. Actually, uh, oddly enough, because you you, what you just mentioned made me think I've been playing a bit of, you know, but I've been playing a bit of Yakuza Kiwami recently. A bit? <laughs> I've been playing a fair share of Yakuza Kiwami recently. <laughs> a fair share? <laughs> well, you won't let me play it around you. Yes, because I, I, you're ahead of me in the story. <laughs> <laughs> but there's uh, one of the side stories is you see a girl and a guy arguing in the street. Mm. And from what you're seeing, it looks it doesn't look like a good situation. So you can choose to have your character step in. And because it's Yakuza, you step in, yell at the guy a bit, and then throw him into a wall. <laughs> you at can which... solve everything with violence. Well, yeah, more or less. Actually, surprisingly, there are times when you can't in that game, which I think is good. I like the fact that you can't. But I'm getting off the subject. As soon as you do that, the girl's immediately going, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And it turns out that he's her boyfriend, and he wasn't actually shaking her down for cash. And there was this whole misunderstanding. And what I liked about that was that that part there was the two of them arguing and your misunderstanding and how it upset the situation wasn't played off for a laugh. And usually when these two are arguing in public and things get worse, it's not played for a laugh, Mm. which I don't think it should be. But it also feels at times a little bit like we were talking about how things get resolved and rough. Mm. And there are times when they step in and help the main characters in Army and Ifuji resolve things or don't. There's a whole bit where they see Narumi having coffee with another guy. And they're sitting <laughs> yeah. there going like, oh shit, what do we do? Do we call Nifuji? Do we tell him what's going on? You know, and they worry about that. But there's times when I want to go in there and just kind of shake them and be like, hey, put some of this insight in your own relationship. You've got problems. And I'd like to see the characters do at least work somewhat towards either acknowledging or resolving it. Mm. So I do think that's like, that would be the one black spot on this manga for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Absolutely fair. So they need to stop being cute. They need to stop being cute? Because <laughs> it feels weird. They either need to stop being abusive or stop being cute. They need to stop being abusive so they can be cute all the time. But I guess it's, yeah. Yeah. They need to stop having so many arguments and stop calling each other ugly and stupid. Yes. It should, I mean, we poke fun at each other. You and yeah. I do. But it's not our default. No. I mean, I prefer- And we don't call each other names. No. No. Like, no. we don't poke, we don't tear each other down we just i don't know how do we normally i mean if you, go, if you go back on the recording <laughs> in this we may tear each other down a little bit no, no, no yeah but not in <sighs> but it's not it's not a continuous thing no i guess like the only time those two <laughs> seem to call each other their actual names is when they're in work in front of people no but even age. then sometimes at work they call each other names or at least she calls him names because he's a supervisor and he can't call her any names yeah well even so she only usually does it when she's ranting to narumi afterwards that's true yeah <laughs> Because his name's Kabakura, her go-to is Bakakura. Makes me laugh. It's a yeah. good insult, <laughs> but it's indicative of bad things. <laughs> uh, but I do love the flashbacks about them in high school, even if it is just an excuse to give us Haikyuu references. Yeah, I see no problems with that. I couldn't find the beer references in one of these chapters. Like, everything has bled together. The other thing I like about it, besides the whole, you know, there's something from for everyone. If you are an otaku, there is something in here for you. Absolutely. Like, it's not um, just romance, it's it, the, it's not just comedy, but, like, the references. There will always, there's games, there's anime, there's manga, there's otaku stuff in general. Like, it, your whole otaku culture. It's true. There is definitely, though, you're going to see a sign of the writer in that, or maybe this is just a sign of me as the reader, but I find that most of the otaku references are old otaku references. Yeah. I mean, the these characters are old old they're yes. probably like not our age in the mid-20s yeah the mid-20s like that's also something you don't see very often is relationships about characters in their 20s yeah um but i i, I was saying there's haiku references of course they play volleyball and haiku is huge and uh kavakura when he goes to the store when he goes to animate picks up a volume of beauty yuri yeah that's which fairly is also new recent but... and they watch um nanami watches uh the free movie oh yeah that's true because it's in theaters but, and I guess they play Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a good, there's a mix for everything for young people and that's true. older, I think. That's true. And there's also a lot of nice, spicy stuff for Fujoshi fans out there. Oh boy. Oh boy. And if you're a Fujoshi fan, you should also check out the other podcast that we run, uh, Fujoshi Trash Talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now there's a pit. <laughs> a den of, in- of iniquity. What is a hive iniqui- of vile scum and villainy. I feel like you're quoting something. Oh, and I've gone to Star Wars, but that's okay. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> um, I mean, that, that's all true, but that's not a bad thing. That's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was 
Yes. What? I, I don't even know where I'm going with it anymore. But there are a lot <laughs> of great re- references through yeah. there. Um, and there's a lot in here for everyone, I feel. There is. It's also fun to see what updates they made to it between the anime and the manga to bring it more in line with the times. And oh, yeah. Like in the manga, they're playing Monster Hunter something on PSP. And then and, and the they're anime, also playing they're on playing, the Wii. Yeah, and they play on, they're playing uh, they play Mario, Mario Kart on the, Kart Wii, on the U. Wii U. No, they're still playing on the Wii U in the anime. Because remember, she has, to, she has to go out and get the pink controller. Oh, yeah. So they're still playing Mario. They're still using a Wii U when at home. But instead of sitting in a bar playing Monster Hunter together on their PSPs, they're sitting in a bar playing Monster Hunter World together on their Switches. Because this isn't actually that old. It's 2015. Yeah, like but, the first volume. But video games move quick. Yeah, they do. I mean, the Vita just died in Japan. No. And the Vita Rip. never lived in the West. <laughs> yeah. That was a shame. Yeah, I, I really like my PSP, but I never I felt never the need it. to go get it. My, but, a, my PSP. I had a PSP. Well. Yes. Yeah. You never played it? Well, I, I only completed one game on the PSP, and that was Final Fantasy III. Oh. And other games I started Didn't and play then four dropped. On it? Oh, and you played four on your DS, right? Yeah. No... No, wait. You played because you played the four, yes. the three you remake it for. Yes, but anyway, yes. not that we're otaku. What? <laughs> um, no, but I, I also what I really like is that the four main characters are all otaku, but yes. they're all different breeds of otaku. Yes, and there's like if you were to draw Venn diagrams, they've got crossovers. But uh, there's so much when an anime wants to be like, here's your otaku character, and he's got his big glasses, and he's got his backpack, and he's got his long sleeve button-up shirt, and he's got his khakis, cargo shorts on. Or more modern, like, that's a very 90s image of otaku. Like, more modern ones would be like, um, oh, crap, what's that one we don't like, where the female otaku is like, hates everyone and everything, and she hates going outside because she gets horrible anxiety, and she's just a horrible person. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, Watamode. Watamode. That's yes. it. I never watched that. Or like the isekai stories where the main otaku is just sleazy. I guess, so I guess even when he's the hero, though, like um, World God Only Knows, the main character is definitely an otaku. Yeah, and he has and, no friends. Yeah, so okay. And... So I described the 90s otaku. But it was still, it's... Now these feel like real otaku. Yeah, there, there's like, there. If, if you want an otaku character in modern anime, there's just a general... Here's your otaku character. And if he's a hero, he does one thing. But if he's not a hero, he does something else. But all in all, really, all he's going to, the way to set him out as an otaku is look at this dude. He plays visual novels and doesn't have any friends. And doesn't have any friends. Because otaku don't have Except friends. for other otaku friends. Yeah. And if, he, if there's multiple otaku, they're definitely not your hero and they're going to be creepy. Yeah. And they're but, not going to succeed very much in. Yeah. But that's the great thing about this is that it actually, I feel like these are all real, these could be real people. Yeah. And that's what I like about them is that it, the person who's writing it is obviously otaku themselves mm. or has geeky interests because if you go to Japan, don't call people otaku. It still has a very negative yeah. quality over there. I think also the fact that Fujita is clearly a pen name. What? I know. What? So did, she... did they put her real name no. on? No. It's, it's nowhere. Yeah. I have a feeling it's because she she probably has a full time job and she probably does this on She's the side. Probably an office worker. And and which is where a lot of this inspiration comes from. And I think it's how you can tell it feels very real. Yeah. Um, and the only reason this manga got published in the first place was because her, it was so successful in Pixiv that it won an award and then was published and then got the anime. Which I mean, the rate, like I said, this was released in 2015. This manga, when it was first released, sold out in the first week, and they had to do like another like three print runs in the first month because it good. kept selling out every single time they released it. Because I feel like this definitely filled a niche in the market for otaku, relatable otaku characters in Japan. Yeah, and I. I also think it's going to be one that you're probably going to see more older people reading oh yeah not not older people but not high people schoolers, are age. not high schoolers as well just because it is it's how do you balance the image of adult mm. with your own personal interests and i think it does a great job of unhealthily <laughs> yay i mean high five there's also a lot to relate to in the fact that one of the main characters gets home from work and says screw it i've got a three-day weekend i'm gonna play video games till i pass out and he does without eating he just doesn't eat, doesn't sleep, and plays video games until his girlfriend someone comes over and who, finds him falling asleep on the floor. Someone who is left alone and doesn't eat and doesn't sleep and just spends all their time on the internet. Gee, I wonder who that could be. Hey, it's like you said, it was relatable. <laughs> but there is a lot of the characters that you're going to find. Um, Jen here is a complete cosplay maniac. I wouldn't like, say complete. I didn't mean it in a bad way. No, no, no. But I mean, like, I know people who like make their entire lives around cosplay. That's true. But I will also say that we have a 40-gallon tub full of cosplay. No, 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 no. That's just cosplay materials. 
the two or three boxes underneath the table over there with the foam underneath it, underneath the sewing machine, those are all full of cosplay. Right. You're making my point, not defending yours. <laughs> I never said I wasn't. <laughs> but so when you look at that, you're going to, a character like Hanako is probably going to be one that more resonates with you. Yes. And there's just, there's a lot to find in these characters. You can pick bits and pieces of all of them. Of mm. course, if you're picking the abusive relationship aspect from either Kabakura or Hanako, you might want to re-examine that. But if you're picking something healthy from them, there's a lot to relate to in these characters. <laughs> and I, I think that works really well. It is. They, they are very well fleshed out characters. They do ring as real people, which is important to me. They're not just otaku A, otaku B. Yay. Mm. Which, I mean, when you looked at, uh, what's that show that you and I liked, or had fun with at least? Um, Kiss Him, Not Me. Mm. Her character was just, I need generic Fujoshi. Yeah. That was it. That was her character was Fujoshi. And the annoying thing, like, the thing I found really annoying about the anime was they gave her a fat voice. Like, she sounded different when she was... So the, the whole idea behind that is that it's this chubby Fujoshi and she loses weight because she gets sick one time. And then everyone's like, oh my goodness, she's so hot. She stops eating for three days because her favorite character dies in an anime. Oh yeah, that was it. And um, <laughs> so, uh, and when she goes back to school, her friend goes, I know that voice, it's you. But because in the anime they gave her a fat voice when she becomes skinny, it's like she has a completely different voice and, and the character still says, oh, I recognize that voice. You're exactly the same person. And it's like, that's really shitty yeah well i mean but also in that one as i was saying she's just fujoshi yeah she there, is just fujoshi she there's nothing have... she exists entirely to form a reverse harem around and to be fujoshi yeah that's all she is and the only character in her harem who she should ever I possibly know. get with is senpai because he's the only one who gave a damn about her before she lost weight yes the rest of them are all shits yes and, and I agree with you on that. <laughs> but it is just, you don't have that in this one, which is thankful. Thankful. I mean, if you replaced any of these characters with random otaku, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. work. No. And it's because of the building of the relationships between them. It's not just that, oh, Nifuji is otaku A and he likes uh, Narumi, who is Fujoshi A. So they go together. If you were to pull him out and put someone else in, the new character's relationship with Kabakura would be different, the relationship with Nifuji would be different, or with Narumi would be different, the relationship with his brother would be different, which would affect how his brother has a relationship with Ko, which would affect how Ko starts growing as a character. If he didn't have the same relationship with Kabakura, then Kabakura's gonna not be able to bounce ideas off him or go around differently, because you can see Kabakura start to soften as a person as he gets more exposed exposed to these as he becomes more of a group person and Mm. not just the boss and likewise Fuji becomes more social he becomes more social more outgoing which is good for him but it doesn't like it doesn't change who he is and say oh who nifuji was was bad so this is good that this happened to him it just said here's the character changing because of who he's interacted with Mm. and so you couldn't just replace him with someone else which is important because it means they've done a good job at making characters. I would have to say, if you enjoy otaku stories, a good one, which is a classic, and it is different, but I would say Genshiken, the manga or the anime. Is... I've read and watched both of them. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, just the, for the listeners in general. I you're know supposed you... to be recommending stuff to me. Well, I'm going to recommend <laughs> different stuff to you. <laughs> good. Yeah, I like Genshiken. Yeah. Um, there are parts when it gets really weird in Nidaime where I think it starts, it becomes almost a parody of itself, I think, in some ways, mm. which I didn't like as much. But I think the first season definitely does a good job at just otaku are real people. Yeah. Don't treat them as just creeps. It was one of the, I feel like, the original manga slash anime that were that said, hey, look, otaku are human. And then after that, like, otaku stories just exploded. Now there are just so many anime with otaku characters. And I wrote a whole article about it on feminist, uh, anime feminist. Yeah, but a lot uh, of them, as we're saying, they don't, but they, they're they writing are otaku still, stories to have otaku stories, but they're just they do otaku fall into and Fujoshi A. Yeah. It's just, I need this character to tell a story about because it's popular. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, Kuragihime did a good job with it. I think Genshiken did a good job with it. Actually, Kuragahima is great because it's all about otaku, but if you show the characters to anyone, they're not going to know they're otaku. Because in the West, otaku has a very limited view, whereas in Japan, train otaku is a totally a thing. I feel like Such that actually... Such enough that you got to put signs up so people don't get killed taking pictures of the Shinkansen. <laughs> True. But actually, because of, ironically, Western influence and Westerners taking the word otaku and applying it to just anime, manga, and games, in Japan, that's kind of become the typical image of otaku and now train otaku 
like bird otaku are no longer called otaku they're called something else that i forgot i think they're actually called maniac i think yeah you still get maniaku i think um, it's like swung back to that because of the whole association with anime manga and stuff true but i, I still definitely think you don't want to call people otaku. no 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 and no, no. i think in some way almost you don't want to call people maniac as well no actually uh we were just well, the, the show we were just watching called someone that and it wasn't a bad thing i guess no actually, i got called a sumo maniac it's funny you should say that because i was recently hanging like when i went to japan last i was hanging out with some friends of mine some new friends that i'd made on twitter um who write uh kansai ben cats and they're a married couple and they're both otaku and they both call themselves otaku and it was just we had a really good connection but i think again you can't call somebody that they have to they have to invite they, you yes like in in Wodokoi, they're otaku they know they're otaku mm-hmm. they hang out at a comic get together they call each other otaku that's fine you're never gonna say it at work no you're never gonna say it to anyone no and don't say it at school like yeah don't say it to you're not gonna work. if you see someone at comic cat and then you see them later you don't know each other <laughs> yeah. Don't make eye contact. That's actually an interesting thing about um, the cosplay community in Japan is that you will have a cosplay name and you'll have cosplay friends, but you do not know each other's real identities. Yeah. Because it is so dangerous to have your, especially for cosplayers, especially for female cosplayers, to have your real identity exposed is, it can be dangerous and it can be harmful for your relationships at work. Yeah. But. But. Watercoy is great. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Just take the abusive relationship with a grain of salt. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so it's it's kind of weird because you read all the rough and I'm up to date on Wodokoi, so we don't have to ask each other if we're going to finish it. Because we already did! Which means that you... It's a miracle! Yay! But it also means you have a lot of free time to go read more rookies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, No, it's fine. Even though I love rookies. I oh my god, I will, read, <laughs> I will read rookies. But you've also given me a lot of other manga to read. I know, it's true. Anyway, so I don't know how you find the time to read it. Sorry. <laughs> I don't play Minecraft. I don't get it. You're really cute, but I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> so thanks. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear more of us, we are on anniebroscreative.com where we have lots of other podcasts where a whole bunch of us nerds just talk about nerdy stuff and hijinks ensues. It's true. Uh, also follow us on Twitter at anniebroscreative. We talk about local conventions, we post random things about anime and manga community, and we talk about our podcast occasionally. We'd love, I mean, honestly, we'd love feedback. If you want to, if you ever just want to write us saying, hey, you two are a bunch of geeks and you haven't read or watched this, how can you call yourself geeks? Oh, yeah. I mean, give us, give us recommendations. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Give us recommendations and then you can tune in and listen to us either bubble and gush over it or tear it to shreds because who knows until we watch or read it. Yay! Yay! <laughs> cool. I mean, we're not going to be that mean. But yeah, join us next time for the next Auto Physics Thanks for listening. Bye.